You're listening to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. Hey, hey. Episode 70 with Life is a Beautiful Ziata. Today on the show, we get to know the people behind this amazing uh, web docu-series. And um, man, if you haven't checked out some of these these videos, these you know five-minute journeys or like deep introspective, just real human um, clips, man, I don't know what to tell you. You, you. you know, you're doing life wrong. You owe it to yourself to really check out and appreciate some of the amazing stories that have been shared over the years and uh you know what today we're gonna flip things around we're gonna turn the camera around and and kind of get to know the people behind that shit hold up let's see that's right so we were going to have uh, Muriel and Denise, but I guess it's just going to be uh, Muriel today, which is cool. And uh, you know what? She's already in the room, so why even uh, why even delay? I know that you guys take a little bit of time to get in, which is cool because, you know, internet is a thing. But you know what? Let's do it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. How's it going? Great. Thanks so much for taking the time, yo. This is uh this is really exciting for me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How um how are things uh going for you right now in in the lockdown? Uh, I usually enjoy uh, spending time uh with myself, so uh <laughs> not too much suffering on that side. Well, that's good. Yeah, I I, I hear that it's relatively easy to kind of get a permit and move around if you need to it's not like it is our speciality as Lebanese people to uh, you know like abuse the system if uh, or find the glitch in the system so uh, but I'm not doing that because uh, I don't need to go out unless I'm going to visit my parents or getting a few things from the pharmacy uh, besides that it's all uh, delivery based and i'm actually considering it as a you know like a resting period yeah well that's good i mean you know you got to do what you got to do in order to uh stabilize in order to offset in order to recalibrate and stuff like that yeah but yeah yani first of all yeah take it off you five seasons 60 episodes of Life is a Beautiful Ziara, amazing, amazing stories. Of Ziara, of Ziara. Life is a Beautiful Ziara is our tagline, but the project, the series is called Ziara. Ziara means a visit in okay. English. So basically, Life is a Beautiful Ziara is the tagline of the series, which means life is a beautiful visit. And, and uh, no matter how difficult uh, or challenging uh, sometimes it gets, it's still a visit. And we need to understand that you know, you know, like it's there is a limit to this visit. We don't know how how far it's gonna go. We don't know how long it's gonna be. But it's a it's a visit, so we might as well make it make the best out of it and learn the lessons and move forward and and love life. Certainly, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I can attest as someone uh, as a an outsider not connected to you in any way shape or form you know this is the first time that we ever meet but at the same time it's like you know through your work and through some of these interviews you've done which are really inspirational and really really like i mean i don't know how to say it It, it's kind of weird but i didn't even know that this was kind of part of your mission is like this healing through emotional connection and stuff like that and and in some ways, this podcast is my means of healing uh, and connecting with people. But you have been, you know, amazing work. How do you pick Thank your you. guests? Um, I believe, um, you know, generally, spiritually, in life, uh, we pick each other, even if it's not on a conscious uh, level. 
So what happened when we started Ziara, Denise and I, uh, uh, the, the, the purpose was to communicate on a, on a genuine level with people. So we did not know where Ziara was going. All we knew, all Denise told me was like, let's go talk to people. And, and for me, as, a, as the cinematographer and director of the series, for me, it was an opportunity to practice the intuitive filmmaking, which means to film what I feel without any uh, intellectual planning of what I'm going to shoot. Like to embrace the unknown and go and feel and see what I feel and shoot what I feel and see what comes out. Mm. So this is uh, how it started. And the first 12 people that we chose were people in our uh, surrounding, people we know, people we admire, people we felt that were, you know, like, uh, uh, it's important to expose them to to allow them to to actually speak up and tell their story because they need to know that they, they are worthy and this is how ziara started it started with this impulse to say let's talk on a really genuine level let's let's really share our feel let's be vulnerable together let's you know cry and laugh together and all this so this is how it started and then with time uh, when we did season 2 season 3 we realized that there is something stronger and bigger than, than what we ever could imagine. There was a, like a social emotional healing on a collective level that could happen mm. by someone sharing their story, making it public and being proud of their story can inspire others to actually say, I want to do that to my, I want to offer that to myself. So Ziara becomes a self gift. So it's a gift you, you give yourself mm. through us uh, and uh, most of our heroes are extremely our partners. You know, they are our partners in this creative process. They are partners in our mission and our message, because they too want to tell the world that no matter how difficult life can be, it is a beautiful ziara. You can go through this. You can succeed in making sense out of what you're going through. And I think you know, media is taking care so much of making people live in fear and trauma and drama yeah that we need to take on our the responsibility of actually uh, offering an alternative uh, vision to that and and ziara for us is what art is supposed to do uh, ziara is art is supposed to make you uncomfortable in order for you to heal and to ask the right questions to yourself so this is what ziara does as an art form and as a web series documentary series absolutely and, I mean, uh, eventually we were supposed to be filming now season six, but due to the lockdown, we had to postpone it till March. But it's okay. Yeah, we go with the flow. I mean, it's gonna be done. It's gonna be done. So it's not. Uh, it's not a big deal. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, to answer your question, forgive me, I did not. <laughs> the question. Uh, uh, to answer your question, we we. Uh, we pick our heroes uh, and we call them heroes because they are the moment you allow yourself to be vulnerable in public, uh, you are a hero because being vulnerable is something that you keep sometimes to yourself. You don't even share with the close people around you. So in order to expose your vulnerability and your strengths to people is a heroic act these days. Absolutely. Uh, so we choose them based on their perspective on life. If they have a positive uh, outlook on life, uh, despite everything they went through, then they are uh, eligible for a ziara. If they are living in a victim kind of mindset, uh, I mean, we can't do ziara with them because we are we are here to abolish victimization. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things I wanted to understand or or, or I don't know. It's like sorcery. How is it that you manage to get these people to open up to themselves? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, here it is. They're sharing some of the most, you know, the, the, the deepest and most vulnerable experiences and, and, and stories. So, like, how do you approach that in an interview? The Denise conducts the interview. Uh, I Meanwhile, I'll be feeling and filming and, and uh, being, uh, you know, like elevated from the ground because it's really an, a mind-blowing experience for me as an artist. Uh, what we do, first of all, the moment we agree to do the ziara, the person already is ready. It's or They are already ready to give you everything. Mm. They are already willing 
to open that that uh, that wound or, or i mean it's not a wound it's a scar at this at this point it would be a scar not a wound anymore it's not a bleeding wound but they are willing to look at their scar and offer it to you on a on a on a silver platter and what we do is just we agree with them that this partnership is going to lead to them sharing their story and us digging deeper into their story in order to really present to the world uh, uh, like a, a timeline, which is the, the memory or the moment that triggered this, this uh, trauma, let's say. And then you have the trauma itself and how it felt. And then you have the lesson that you've learned from your trauma. This this journey is the Ziara journey. This is how we try to uh, summarize uh, in five minutes uh, a, a journey maybe of, of a decade in someone's life. But we summarize it by keeping the essence of the story in order for people to maybe get inspired by this. And, and maybe, and a lot of people, and we've received many messages of people who are on the edge of suicide and they told us when we saw Ziara, we changed our mind. We're not going to commit suicide. On the other, on the contrary, we're yeah. going to step up and and be the, you know, like the the lead in our own story. In a way, yeah. I mean, the common thread that I see is resilience. You know, and that's something that the Lebanese people and and certainly um, is a very strong character or a common denominator with so many. Uh, of the heroes and the guests and the people is resilience. Um, and I mean, to be, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it's not all trauma. It's also, you know, craft it's uh, celebrating and, and, and highlighting people who specialize at certain things, you know, and the, their passion and their, and their um, obsession or, or whatever you would, however you'd like to say, and kind of highlighting that, you know, and I, I, again, it's just so nice. You do such a good job, dude. I don't know. I, I know. I don't know. You, I know you. Not only <laughs> who gives a shit what I'm saying. You've been awarded. You've. You've. You know, this is something that you've. I don't know. Like on the, on the, uh, the video video clip at the start. There's like so many different entities that have awarded this docu series. Yes, I mean, uh, uh, when we started, the Ziara season one, two, and three were submitted to festivals uh, around three years, uh, for three years' time. So every year we used to submit a new season, and we won so far 45 international awards. Damn. Uh, but for season three, uh, uh, due to an economic uh, uh, crisis we were going through on a personal level, and uh, because we everything we have we put into Ziara and into doing Ziara, so basically we went through a difficult uh, phase, and uh, and uh, this is where we decided not to spend money on festivals anymore. And then came the revolution in 2019, and then came the economic crisis in the whole of the country, which means like since then we did not submit any new season of Ziara to any festival, but it has been awarded so many times and we thought that what's the point of keeping you know like gathering uh, more awards accolades fit in the screen and i mean we if if there is any value to these awards for us it's the fact that ziara was universally able to touch everybody from all nationality from everywhere in the world mm. and it was uh, able to to enter their hearts and for them to give us this appreciation every time whether for the cinematography or the directing or the content or the or the uh, cinematic language or for the production or for the uh, humanitarian value uh, we had so many different variety of awards uh, we felt that it was enough uh, and and from now on the real award anyway the the real award all along was the people who are watching, the people who are commenting, who are Engaging. spreading the message. Especially when we started screening Ziara at schools and we realized how powerful the, 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 its impact is on the youth from the age of 10 till the age of 18. We had marvelous, extraordinary experience with the schools and the students. And we understood that Ziara has an educational purpose beyond being just you know like stories of resilience and hope and and uh, 
inspiration online. It's also an educational tool to abolish victim victimization in schools and to raise awareness and compassion because the student needs to learn what is compassion towards each other. So when they hear these stories and then you have students who would go up and share their own experience in bullying or, or abuse or, uh, or, uh, or, or disability or anything like that, and you have the whole, the whole of the classroom standing up and applauding for them. I mean, we had testimonials of the uh, school directors telling us that the dynamic between the students changed after the screening of Ziara. Mm. There was more compassion, there was more awareness that bullying is actually harming somebody for life. It's, uh, in, a, in a way, I mean, you guys have, again, you, you've done something right because that's what I felt immediately after uh, watching uh you know, a couple of these, whether it was with Sasha, whether it was with some of these other people that are like, you know, really kind of putting themselves out there and talking about some sensitive topics, especially for the Arab world. You know, I mean, you're kind of pushing the envelope in, in terms of those conversations that need to be had. Well, you know, if you don't push the envelope, what do you do then? You can rest... Uh the hair in the direction of the, you know, like... Like all Lebanon, right? I'm against comparison. I don't compare. Each of each one of us is doing what they need to do in life. Sure. Uh, I'm not competing with anyone. Uh, Ziara is, exists and it doesn't take anybody's place. It's just there. Mm. Uh, we can like it, we can hate it, we can uh, appreciate it, you can uh, criticize it and I have no problem with all that. Uh, but uh, in our perspective as a humanitarian arts association, our duty and our mission is to uh, uh, awaken uh, on a collective level. So each awakened person can be a trigger to awaken a specific amount of people. And then if we all awaken, I think world peace won't, wouldn't be that difficult. True. So this is Very what we're true. doing one at a time, one ziara at a time. Respect. So tell me, like, what would you say a typical, like a typical shoot or typical day on set? Like, how is that run down? Because it, it seems fascinating. It's, uh, I mean, we have the behind the scenes video. You can see them if mm -hmm. you want, if you really want to see, uh, have a glimpse of how, how it goes. It's mainly, okay, the... Uh, we are a small team of five people, so the team comes in the morning. We have breakfast together here at home. We prepare something to eat, and then, or sometimes we just buy manushe or or uh, something, and then we go to the person. We arrive. We have a coffee. We discuss. We hug. We kiss. Now I don't know what we're gonna do now with the hugging and kissing. Department. <laughs> yeah, but right. Anyway, we're gonna. We'll get, we spend a little bit of time together and then we prepare the setup for the interview and the person would be ready and excited. I mean, the, the heroes who are waiting for us now for season six are all extremely excited and, and, and they're eager to, to, uh, to receive us. But uh, we are respecting just the, the collective fear now and collective uh, lockdown. Uh, so basically, we, we, we start filming the interview and after the interview, uh, I just uh, allow my myself to flow in the space and to observe the light, the elements, the, um, the little details that makes this space uh, um, unique for this person. And uh, what is the relationship with the elements, the earth elements, whether be it water or or uh, or earth or air or. Mm. Else, so I and I have a series of questions to ask them so they can be a co creator in that episode because every episode has to be like it's an auto portrait that they are creating through mm. me. So I I become uh, uh, transparent, I don't exist anymore. I, I, I put myself on the side and I start channeling through them uh, the elements and images that uh, are meant to be in their episode because every time we go into the unknown and, and it has to be channeled. It ha it's a channeling process uh, uh, which for me art can only be a channeling process because it is a co-creation between you and the creative source of the world. 
So it's such a an elevating process where I'm I'm really addicted to this feeling. It's like a meditation. It's like it's like it's a meditation. In fact, it is a meditation. So this is how we do it. We I shoot for a couple of hours or sometimes less or sometimes more. Depends if we need to move for to move somewhere else or not. And then after that, we go together to lunch. All of us together. We have fun. We yeah. have lunch. We laugh. We talk. We and then we come back home. We do the e-loading, and then we sit to have tea with the team, and then we kiss and hug, and then they leave. So basically, the whole shooting process is a couple of hours, two, three hours, and the rest of the time is kissing, hugging, eating, celebrating. All in a day, though. Yes. Mm. One day. Yeah. It's not like you do... I mean, hey, whatever. I mean, it's again, it's true. There is the behind the scenes. You should definitely check it out. It's, I think, one of the more popular uh, clips that it's, it's out there because it is very fascinating to kind of see, you know, the, the whole process and everything like that. Um, and the food element is, I mean, that's, you know, again, so how you connect with people is breaking bread with people, having a drink, you know, um, and now in 2021, it's uh, podcasting and doing things like this online. Um, what would you say? It will pass. It yeah, will pass. I, I, I hope so. I'm pretty I mean, it will. Um, what would you say, you know, one of the greatest moments with Ziada has been for you so far? Uh, first of all, now I have a family of 60 people. And people I've never thought, I never really imagined I could meet, or people I never imagined I could be friends with, uh, people who added a great value to my life uh, uh, without me uh, intending it, you know, like Ziara, what, what happens with Ziara is you're connected for life, even if there is a person you don't really agree with on, any, on everything, or maybe we cannot be friends. But because we are connected through Ziara, there is a great level of respect and compassion, even if we disagree. Mm. You know, it's like you're connected with, with a transparent uh, 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 wire, and, and you know that no matter what happens with that person, I will always love them. I will always, you know, they will always have a place in my heart. So the, what happens in Ziara is our hearts got uh, wide open, broken wide open, you know, like every time we cry on set, we, we, uh, we hold hands, we comfort each other, we comfort our hero, we, we feel that, you know, at this moment we have their back. And then after that in life, even if we don't see each other for years, but there is a connection. When we see each other, when we bump into each other, it's like uh, the time and space didn't matter mm. so uh, this is what's beautiful and this is the most overwhelming moment in Ziara is is the 60 people who you are connected to intimately forever and and uh, I mean the, the every year your heart will break 12 times in order to widen its uh, diameter you know you, you feel that you're growing wider and wider and you can hold more um, more stories in your heart because your heart is getting bigger and bigger because it has been broken so many times by so many stories mm. and it's it's really truly a great uh, life lesson I mean Certainly. if we do Ziara, it's not because we are uh, you know we're doing favor to other if we do Ziara it's because it is changing us it is making us better people it is teaching us humility compassion and love and understanding it's i need ziara yeah and every ziara is a, is a life journey and and and, and an opportunity to grow so it's not like we're doing favor to other people or oh we're such nice people that we're doing this for the rest of the world no we're doing it for us in the first place yeah uh, we got Beirut Brightside uh, in the in the chat throwing you mad compliments, uh, saying we love their beautifully crafted films. Thank you, Ziada, for shedding light on these people and their stories. Shout out to Rami O and Layla out in Montreal. Um, would you say there was a turning point for you though that shifted in the sense that it it, it moved from being a docu series to like a a mission, a humanitarian mission? 
on on a personal level for me there was a turning point before Ziara was born because I had uh, I witnessed uh, my niece being born and four months later I witnessed her uh, transforming into the light so it was a very short visit mm -hmm. she came for four months and uh, and her visit was really the one of the greatest uh, encounters and the greatest lesson because she I was standing on a cliff and feeling that uh, I was not happy anymore being a service provider and, and just being, uh, although it was my dream to be a cinematographer, but I just lost the appetite for that dream and I felt that there is something different that I need to do, that I have to do, and I didn't know what. And then my niece came and pushed me off that cliff and, and, uh, and Denise, uh, uh, the co-creator of Ziara and my partner at Home of Cine Jam, I mean, she told me, Let's go talk to people. And really, it's I'm, I'm a loner. I'm not somebody who's uh, socially, socially active. I don't go out. I don't uh, go partying. I mean, I really <laughs> love to spend time on my own. So basically, when she said that, it was like really pushing me, confirming the push off the cliff. And, uh, and it has been really mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Because uh, I think what makes me, what makes me, want to be um, mostly on my own it's because i miss com connecting with people on a deeper level on a more genuine level uh, and ziara gave me that and mm. gia, gia my niece gave me that and denise you know like uh, helped me uh, to to actually do that step you know you don't do things on your own in life you're surrounded by energies that that actually confirms to you what you're already feeling, but but you need a push. And I, I got that push from life, from my niece, from Denise. And I'm so grateful. I became a better person through Ziara. Absolutely. But do you, low key though, is it kind of tough working with a partner? You know, is it kind of, do you guys have like a moments where you're like, ah, good little, because ah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, at the beginning, yes, because, you know, it's a dance that you need to uh, fine-tune in order not to step on each other's uh, feet. Yeah. And I'm some, I'm a fire character. Fire I, sign? I, I'm very passionate. And, no, I'm a Pisces, but... Okay. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fire character. I'm very, I'm very, you know, like, passionate, and, and I get excited about things, and... And when I have something I want to film, I don't want anybody to give me their opinion about it. I don't give a shit if it's good or bad. Right, right, right. Like this kind of character. Denise is the Zen master, the calm one. Interesting. And so, so, so she knows how to talk to me in order for me not to jump off the cliff another time. Uh, because I become like a baby, like a child play, you know, like how holding my camera, <laughs> I want to film stuff. And, and she's like, wants to... You know, twice, right? Twice, So basically, it took a little bit of time, maybe a couple of seasons, for us to fine tune the dance. Mm. But now uh, I wouldn't be able to make it without her. I mean, we need each other. We complete each other, and uh, and I feel that uh, I feel that this partnership is uh, this partnership is a is a is a heavenly uh, designed. Uh, uh, the universe, baby, the universe. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think really, really. I mean, uh, uh, you know, some people uh, brings out the best in you yeah. in life, and some people brings uh, um, maybe even when they bring out the worst in you, it's because you need to uh, change something within yourself. So, I think uh, I'm so blessed, so grateful. I've been really very well surrounded in this life up till now, and I've been uh, mostly blessed to uh, be able to build this mission and and uh, this humanitarian art association with the best partner I can ever imagine. Mm. Certainly, and I mean, you know, props to your outlook on life. And I mean, you know, to address some real heavy stuff that you just shared, you know, I mean, not to I don't want to brush that over and, and move on uh, with the interview without basically saying, like, it's beautiful the way that you look at that and how you view in your perspective about going through such a difficult thing in life, you know, 
and um, coming to terms, coming to grips and, and just your perspective is it's inspiring and like, damn, yo, I wish there were more people like you, you know? Um, uh, because life is a visit and because um, as Muriel, as this body, I can only have this body once and then maybe I come back, but in a different form or shape. Mm. But uh, in this body, I want to, I just want to accept what life takes away from me and what life gives me. I don't want to argue with it all the time. I just want to accept. I want to go with the flow. So if it takes from me, and it's not that we own anything for it to take from you, you know, like it's yeah. not that I own my niece, so it can't take it away from me. And life gives, life takes away. So be water, my friend. Oh, That's shit. What, All right, Bruce. All right. That's what, what my, <laughs> my, my first idol in life. I mean, Bruce, I love <laughs> Bruce Lee with the with the wisdom, you know, do you ever do you find like, is that something I wanted to ask you, like when you're not in film and, and, and everything, like how do you cut loose? How do you kick back? Are you, you know, someone that dabbles in music? Are you someone who puts themselves into cooking food? Like, how do you kick it? Dreaming, man. I'm a dreamer. You're a dreamer. I'm a daydreamer. Okay. I'm never 100% on earth. Okay. <laughs> so basically, my my main activity, if I'm not shooting or doing ziara or doing the social media for ziara, or planning whatever is coming later on. Now we're planning the the our film lab, which would be the first intuitive film lab in the Arab world. I think mm. I'm not sure. I think it will be something at least the first in Lebanon. So uh, if I'm not uh, planning this in a sense that because it's all inspired by my own personal experiences or with the knees or with the with the cinematic journey that I'm in. So if I'm not doing all this, which is exactly what I feel deep inside is my mission, I'm dreaming. I'm designing. Mm. I'm designing where we're going to be. I'm designing the land we're going to get. I'm designing the home that it's going to be, the community house we're going to build. I'm designing... Uh, moments in my mind, the bonfire, the dancing around the bonfire. I'm, I'm seeing all this. So basically, it's so entertaining mm. that I cannot spend one day without at least two, three hours of daydreaming. It's not daydreaming. It's more like a a constant uh, in action vision board. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, like a film going through my mind that I'm seeing all the time, and it's so. So beautiful that, uh, you know, like uh, I, I look forward to it every time. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a muscle that, you know, um, if you don't continue to flex, you know, you, you not that you lose it. But I mean, like there are some people who are in touch with their creative side more so than others. How do you deal with um, how do you deal with people who have like camera obscura? What do you mean? Camera obscura is this thing that happens that like, you know, their mannerisms and, and they lock up, they freeze or uh, they can't handle being on the other end of of the of the barrel, so to speak. I did not understand the question. OK, so I'm asking, have you ever noticed, have you ever um, worked with or dealt with someone who was maybe a little bit too shy and too kind of you know, closeted and or shelt, they're too closed up. They can't open up. That's the, that's kind of the, 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 the thing about camera obscura. Ah, okay. Uh, well, I mean, what's the problem if they are like that? It's okay. They are like that. What, what, what can I do about it? Mm. I mean, you well, mean during Ziara, the filming of Ziara, we never had that. Mm. We never had that because the moment they received us, it's because they saw previous episodes and they liked the format and they liked the, the cinematic language and they were ready to share their stories. And if uh, last minute somebody, you know, before we go and visit them and film, if somebody uh, says, listen, I thought about it, I don't think I'm ready, then there is no ziara. But the moment uh. they receive us and we're filming, and we are actually like it's a, like a contract between us that okay we're here to film therefore there will be a ziara in the end then we don't have uh, people who are shy we have people maybe who are 
minimalistic in a way in the way they describe that pain or minimalistic in the way they are they allow themselves to go into the details of the story and that we respect with that we have no problem with that okay well and very interesting and, and we've got some people uh, making comments uh and questions for you by all means ladies and gentlemen uh you know We'll be doing a Q&A and, you know, there's a little question bubble that you can click on and that way I can put your question up on the board and uh, Muriel can see it. And uh, that way everyone else uh, outside of the, uh, you know, current live can also see that we're conducting a and a All right. So that helps us out. So by all means, uh, submit your questions and we will address them uh, later on in the show. Okay. Um. Now, all right, so, you, you know, you, you, when you're not, uh, you know, busy with all of that, you know, uh, are you someone, do you enjoy, mu I mean, music? How big of a role does music play? You know, what are you listening to these days? Uh, I discovered uh, frequency music, mm. which, which are tones that work on a specific frequency because I believe that the future of uh, healing would be uh, through sound. Uh Originally, I mean, if you want me to just close my eyes and elevate, I have to listen to classical music because for me there is nothing more divine than than the classical music. Mm. Uh, but I'm not knowledgeable in music. I'm I'm not somebody who cannot sit in silence. That I need to have music all around me all the time. Even if I put the TV on, I put it on mute. Mm. Uh, I'm not somebody who needs more visual uh, than audio i am yes i'm much more visual than audio but i'm not i mean i don't seek music it's mm. not like wow now i feel like listening to this song unless i'm i'm walking or running or doing a certain kind of exercise it gives me a boost but uh, i'm not i'm not really uh, not um, I'm not. I'm not even a cinephile. I don't even watch films for the pleasure of watching films. I watch true stories. Like I like biopics. Yeah. Because I'm hungry to learn and and uh, uh, feel other people's journey and other people's experiences. So also in films, I I mostly watch only biopics. Right. So you don't you don't fuck with fiction, basically. You're like, I don't need no fiction. Get this Adam. No, no, it's not that I love. I mean, I love Cinema Paradiso. There's a lot of fiction films that I love by Tarkovsky, by by Ingmar Bergman, by even even, you know, modern modern films that are very well done. And I, I like them when I want to maybe shut my brain and just, you know, go on a on a small journey of an hour and a half. But most of the time, most of the time I like to learn. I want to learn either from your life experience, either from a documentary about something, right. about somebody, something, you know, it ha I'm just hungry to learn, especially on the emotional level. Cool. So like, are we talking, you know, are, uh, but in terms of music, like, are you more of an alpha wave, a delta wave or Tibetan singing bowls? Like what's, What's this? All of that. All of that? I love it all. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting, you know, I'm discovering. It's not that I'm, uh, wow, knowledgeable in all of that, but I'm yeah. experimenting. Sure. I listen to all of that. But what resonates with you? Music. You know uh -huh. what I mean? What, like, which resonates more with you? Like, for example, when I work uh, doing whatever task, like, I need, um, what is it? Alpha wave music so that it's like, you know, binaural beats and stuff. That's just like cool frequencies. Like you're saying that kind of, cause I have really bad ADD. Okay. Like really bad. And I need to have some kind of audio stimulation to take away from the, uh, you know, outside world and just kind of put me in this like weird, you know, focus. Yes. Uh <laughs> I, I, I don't uh, use music for that purpose. Uh, I mean, I, I don't need any anything in my ears to concentrate or to do uh, something that I love doing. If I don't love doing it, yeah. no music in the world, no, no dictator in the world can force me to do something that I don't want to do. Oh, nothing, wow. Nothing, no way. I, I right. cannot force myself to do anything that I don't feel like doing. Mm. I cannot. So no, Respect. I don't 
music to force me to concentrate or to help me concentrate. Uh. I only put music, let's say I want to sleep, I put the specific vibration because I know that my body is listening and I know that my uh, DNA and cellular structure is listening. So I'm just trying to talk to my body, listen to my body. You know, I'm always in the process of discovering this beautiful incredible harmony there is between the spirit the mind the body the uh, the thought process uh, i'm on a on a trip to really you know like uh, uh, understand this connection between all this and this incredible ability to to talk to you and at the same time be in alaska or be you know like this amazing yeah. capacity astral projection to travel to travel in time and space and to feel and to i'm just impressed with the human phenomena yeah well i mean respect yo like i mean uh, you on you clearly on uh, on another level you know what i mean um but in terms of like films and, and movies that you know maybe you grew up with or whatever and i think it's a i think this is an interesting conversation do you find that there are some movies that made you cry as an adult, but you didn't really feel anything as a kid? Uh, you mean made me cry when I was a kid or now? No, now. Like when you were a kid, maybe you didn't really understand like, you know, it's the... Cutting. It is cutting, huh? It's cutting. I, it's cutting, yeah. You or, think it's my, it's from here? I, I am pretty sure it's going to be from your side, but I mean, it's kind of getting better a little bit. Let me, let me reset mine. If you do that, yeah, that'd be cool. Or I could like kick you off the chat and bring you back in. Ladies and gentlemen, all... No, no, it's better. Now it's better. Okay, great. Uh, don't forget, everybody, we're doing a Q&A, so submit your questions, okay? But Wait, I'm going to... Wait, wait, it's cutting, wait. Stay, stay. I'm not moving. <sighs> you know what? That's the best thing to do. The best thing to do, everybody, is to get her off the thing and then bring her back on. Now, remember that um, we need your participation, okay? You're watching this podcast, you're viewing something, so, hey, maybe submit some questions, okay? There's a little question box on the bottom. And maybe you want to ask, uh, you know, our guest um, something or or whatever. Chime in, everybody, all right? This is it's all for you. Let's get her back. I'm sending her a request. We'll see what happens. Amazing. Wow. Super good. Way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was asking you earlier, like, was there a film or something, maybe a story that you didn't really understand as a kid, but now as an adult, it like resonates with you much more? Yes, there's a lot of uh, films that I watched as a kid. And especially and my mom used to make us watch all the films that will make us cry. <laughs> like the camp. Um, you remember the champ, you know, the champ, it's a classic film from the seventies. Um, uh, we, uh, she made us as a punishment. She made us, uh, she sometimes, uh, forced us to watch Indian movies where the mother dies and the father dies. And we used to spend time crying and, uh, this was the punishment, mm. you know, to films that makes us cry. Wow. Uh, uh, Sound of Music, for example, we used to watch it a lot when we were kids, but I never understood, never ever understood that there was a political, uh, you know, layer to it. Uh, now when I see it, I see it in a totally different way and I still love it, of course. Mm. It's, uh, you know, I love the, the songs and everything, but uh, mainly my main um, films that I watched when I was a kid was Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And, and <laughs> Amazing! I swear. I, I'm not joking. Over cartoons, okay? Over yes. cartoons, over everything. I was watching Enter the Dragon. I was watching yes. ninja movies. I love martial arts. I love yes. 
love martial arts. I love them. I love Bruce Lee. My Bruce Lee is my hero. I love him. I love him. I yeah. Love him. I love him. Well, that's cool. So basically, this was my film education, you know, Sound of Music, E.T., uh, the champ, uh, you know, like and and some Indian movies. I don't even remember their names. Uh, Rocky Balboa, Rocky, the first Rocky when it was out. It was all, uh, you know, because I have two brothers, so mainly it was all boxing. Hey, okay. <laughs> even my aunt, you know, her name is Hinda Billama. She's the sister of my father. And she, her favorite films were at that time when I used to go there before she passed away, uh, were Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee as well. Yeah. Sounds well, in the family, I think. I think so. I think, yeah, you got to be a, a particular type of family to, you know, be down with the, be down <laughs> with that, you know. That's cool. <laughs> you know, it's uh, the, the ultimate hero situation. Um, but like, what, what would, so... All right, hold on a minute now. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna kick things into third or fifth gear right now. Okay, and we're gonna do a little bit more deeper into your uh, personal preferences. This is a silly section. Okay, first of all, we're gonna do this thing called um, top to bottom. Okay, you're gonna rate things. Your top, you know, like Masalan, uh, rate your favorite machluta top to bottom. Machluta. Hey. Yani, yeah, like, like for example, Lowe's, Cashew, Bizzard. Ah, okay, top to bottom. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, Lowe's uh, comes first, and then Joe's, and then uh, and then Bizzard, and then uh, uh, corn okay. and then you know. Stuff like that. Okay, so we'll we'll keep it to three three top your top three. Okay. Lebne mtabal hummus. Lebne hummus mtabal. It's always mtabal always gets the end, dude. Every person who's ever come on this show, they always put mtabal at the end. Ah, uh, no love for the butla John. Uh, <laughs> you know, raat kibbe fatayir. Okay. Interesting. Zatar, Jibne Lahmi Bajin. Zatar, Jibne Lahmi Bajin. Hey! <laughs> Gee, I gotta mix it up. God damn it. Kill <laughs> thief. Oh my God. Uh, your favorite uh, Asir Taza? Uh, melon. Melon juice. Melon, yani like shamem, or melon the honeydew. No, no, shamem. Okay. Melon. Melon, my girl. What's up? That's what's up. What? All right, we got two <laughs> other choices. We got two other choices. Let's hear it. Okay. What other? Melon. Uh, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, melon, um, lemonade, and. Nothing. Don't tell me like jaleb or something crazy. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kib. Whatever you like. Um. Here's restaurant choices. Okay. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you haven't. Okay. Uh, the choices between Mezian, Barometre, and Te Marbuta. I love the three of them, but I've never eaten in any one of them. Really. Yes. Okay. Uh, so basically, I will put Samkit Sultan first. Okay. It's the best fish restaurant in Beirut, and it just happens to be my brother's restaurant. Oh shit! Okay, a little bit of a yeah. uh, little little advertising. What's good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the people who know me know very well that I don't advertise unless I've eaten, and I know that I love it, and I exactly. order from. So it is great, and I love uh, um, uh, Santana, which is a Mexican uh, uh, restaurant in uh, Mono, and I love um, Macan, Macan, 
know? Hey, Mac- yeah. um, is that the one in Lahza? There are two locations, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Which is here at the, the end of Maram Khayil. At the end of Maram Khayil, exactly. And then there was the yeah. other one that was like closer. Uh, they were connected somehow, some way. Moto, I think it was called. Moto, I think one of them. I don't remember. Maybe Moto. I'm not sure. Or Mac- You, if you were going to McCann, you were right next to my old house. I we used to live right next to that place. Oh, I like Tota more than McCann. Tota Cafe. Hey. I like- See, I was gonna actually, I was gonna mention Tota. I put where I put like uh, some bars here, like Demo Rewalk. Tota, you know, I think is, I've never eaten there, so I would say by order, Samkit Sultan, Santana, and Tota. Me, okay, perfect. And t- I mean, so what? What would you say your favorite or most reliable delivery service is? Hal Bihal EM. The mini market up the <laughs> just the five minutes away from my house. It's like, hello, I don't finish my sentences. And they're here. like, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I Amazing. Don't really order a lot, uh, I don't order food a lot. I just try to order. The, I can live out of Labni and Zatar all my life. I don't find. Amazing. Yeah, a couple of, uh, you know, I don't Zaytun. Cook. I don't cook at all. I don't cook. You don't cook at all? No. What about Denise? I, just, I can do rice if I have to. I, I eat Rizulaban. But that's, mm. you know, that's. Favorite tabikh or tabakh? Uh, Mulukhiya, number one. Number one, Mulukhiya! They're okay. I don't know what's, what to call it in English, but Mulukhiya. It's like, you know, green stuff with chicken. And then after Mulukhiya, I mean, my mother's food. I love my mother's food. It's the best. Uh, I like lasagna. Uh-huh. And lasagna, I like... What do I like? Pizza. And well, I mean, hey, you know, you you, you started off with tabakh and then you ended up in Italy, you know, uh, somehow. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe uh, maybe uh, I like bami also. I mean, I eat everything made with love. I'm not exactly I'm not food. I don't I don't mind. Okay, food moves me. If I don't eat something good. I don't know if you can tell, but I mean, I love food, first of all. Secondly, uh, if I don't eat something like that gives me some kind of chemical reaction in my brain, I'm going to be pissed, right? I'm going to be pissed off, maybe a piece of shit for the rest of the day. It might be a big no, piece of shit. I'm not affected by food that much. All right. I mean, I'm sharing food with someone, but if I'm eating on my own, which has been happening a lot since... The beginning since last year, mm. uh, I I just want enough to feel uh, you know like full and that's it. I don't mind. But if I'm eating, if I'm sharing with someone, a piece of bread becomes a masterpiece. One hundred percent. So we're we're in the Q and A section of the interview. Uh, the audience uh, again, you are encouraged to ask Muriel and or Denise question if she's in the hood. Um, you know As what I mean. I wonder, do you like reading? Yes, I love reading. What type of, of books are you interested in? Uh, uh, um, I just finished reading the autobiography of uh, Mahatma Gandhi, which was a great inspiration. I was able to read maybe two chapters per night because it was so heavy and intense. And so it took me a month to finish it because it's a big book. Uh, I'm not, uh, although as, as I am not a cinephile and as I am not a music knowledgeable and music person, I'm also not a fanatic in reading. But uh, I search for, uh, you know, like readings that also can be nurturing for my spirit, my soul, my my psyche. Uh, uh, I've read uh, The Power of Now and all the list of books that comes after that. Uh, I read Osho. I have a great book called The Book of Light that I love, which is channeling by Alessandra Solnado. 
Jibran Khalid Jibran, which I keep reading because every time I see it in a different perspective, perspective. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't remember names because I'm really, my memory is a short-term memory loss, so I don't <laughs> remember of, uh, I'm like a fish in a tank, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> refresh my memory. Uh, German uh, writers, uh, what's his name? Uh, I will send you a list of what I read, but I really, really, uh, I have a storage that fits specific things and the rest of it becomes dumb second remember it well there you go health specifics hopefully that answered your question and keep them coming ladies and gentlemen we got more questions to go through all right here is uh mahmoud bayoun with how did the transition between scene jam and ziara both he's he's giving you props both moved him immensely uh that's one of the best questions anyone can ask for me because Ziara is, an app, is the application of CineJam. The CineJam process is about intuitive, it was, it, it's about the intuitive, instinctive, creative process, allowing yourself to create without the thinking process, just to feel and create, feel and film, feel and, and express your emotions. And so what I did after, uh, uh, after giving Cinejam for a couple of years in Lebanon uh, for four groups of people, and, and one of them was at the FAMU in Prague, what happens is when I came back from Prague, my niece was born. And after that, she passed away. And after that, it was the reconstruction process. And that led to the birth of Ziara with Denise. Mm. Uh, what happened is that I applied Cinejam in Ziara. So Ziara is born from the womb of the intuitive uh, uh, creative process. So their connection is very, very tight. And this is why our uh, association is called Home of Cinejam, because it is the home of that creative process and everything that comes with it, because it's all about authenticity in art as in life. So Cinejam is about the authenticity in art as in life. Ziara is an application of Cinejam. And it is about also featuring people who are authentic. At least during their Ziara, they are being authentic. I cannot, I'm not with them all the time to know, but we are trying to portray uh, uh, who we are authentically and other people that we meet also as authentically as we can and as authentically as they are. So that's the concept. There you go. And thank you for the uh, super, super dope question, yeah, Mahmoud. Also a very talented, uh, a talented fellow that I've had the pleasure to work with on a couple of shoots. Just saying, you know, boy knows what he's doing with the camera. Um, we, here we go with uh, Sarah. She just wanted to say that Muriel is once is once in a lifetime type of woman that has personally affected her. Uh, hey. Thank you, sir. Shout out to, to Sarah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, all I can say is it is a real Beirut and Lebanon lucked out with some people like you and Denise, you know, doing and um, exploring and, 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 and kind of traversing uh, people and making connections and, and getting people to be a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more open like you said and uh, it's it's contagious it really is um do you see yourself like khalas like forever amen lebanon through thick and thin is your stomping grounds like doesn't matter what happens you'll be here i chose it i chose to be incarnated here i love it yeah i love it and I love everybody in it, even those who don't even love themselves. I love them. I love them and I know the potential that we have. And for me, Lebanon, one day, one day, I don't know when, but I have a feeling. I can see it. I can smell it. I can feel it. One day, they will say, this is a little country in the Middle East, in the most divided area of the world, has, will lead humanity by example. Because we truly love each other. We just are allowing others to manipulate us. We're just allowing religion, sectarianism, 
the government to manipulate us because we live in fear. And when I say we, I'm talking about the most, the majority of Lebanese people. They live in fear of trusting the other because they have been manipulated into that fear and they have been manipulated into believing that they are victims. The moment we put our hands together last year and during the during the the revolution when it started in October, we did the human chain of Lebanon with my cousins. I mean, they they started it and I joined them and we organized it. In three days, there was mm. 170,000 Lebanese people holding hands from north to south. We love each other. We want peace. And this is the most beautiful country in the world. And I love it with everything that is wrong with it. I love mm. it. And I will not leave before I want, if I want to make a difference in the world, it will be from here. 100%. This, this is my land. This is where my feet are. This is my sea. This is my sun. This is the place where I want to be. And if I have to die uh, because of a bomb, I will do it with pleasure. No problem. Wow. I mean, respect, Joe. And I, I feel you on that entirely. And it was actually one of the hardest things uh, leaving Lebanon to come to Canada. But I mean, at the same time, I needed to be here for my moms. Uh, she was, you know, you got to... 15 years I've been in Lebanon. And um, you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Honestly, made me who I am today. And I got to tell you, you know, um, these experiences definitely turn you into who you are. And, you know, I'm, I'm all the wiser. I'm all the wiser since. Uh, Muriel, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It has been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, and looking forward to season six and seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, all the until well, the end of time. As long as we're living, as long as we are alive, yeah, that uh, will continue. And the home of Cine Jam, the community house, will be built, and it will be open to receive anyone who would like to, you know, like dream with us and build with us and enrich intuition. Because people have forgotten the 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 only the only extraordinary and the most extraordinary tool that has been given to us, which is our intuition, which is what is unique about us, which is what is authentic about us, which is what will 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 lead us to finding what can only be created through us, which is our the connection with the divine creative source with Allah yani, the, with what we call Allah yani. This is our connection. And if we trust and practice and, and re, re, reignite this, this muscle, which is our intuition, nobody will be worried about creating, let's say, a film and worrying that somebody is going to take their idea. Nobody in the world will be worried to create a script and I don't want anybody to read it because they will steal my idea. There is no stealing. There is no copying. There is no competition. There is no comparison. But if you're not creating from an intuitive place, from an authentic place, Definitely, you'll be copying someone else and somebody else is going to copy you. Yeah. But create what only you can create, which is stored in your, in your gut, inside of you. Nobody can copy you. And if they copy you, let, the, let it be. Yeah, it is what it is, man. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. One, here's um, here, one last comment someone wanted to make just so that that way they're not feeling left out. It's health specifics again. Marielle and Alan, I miss seeing you both non-virtual. Thank you for doing this thing. Hey, thank you for tuning in to anybody and everybody else uh, in the future, in the past and whatever, you know, I'm trying to do this podcast thing, man. You know, it's, it's a challenge and uh, so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that this worked out, you know, and uh, have a great night. All right, we'll we'll see you soon, inshallah. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right, yo. Have a great night. Ciao, ciao. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes today's episode. And uh, man, wow, goddamn, super, super, super sweet. And tomorrow we've got yet another amazing podcast with. Kuwaiti Lebanese artist Tamara Kadumi. Let me just pull up her her photo here. 
Tomorrow on the show at around the same time, 6 p.m. Beirut time, a.k.a. 11 a.m. Ottawa time. We're going to be digging into the mind of this amazing new artist. Until then, rate and review us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Tell us, tell your family, tell your, your brothers, your sisters, your dogs and cats about this podcast. And uh, yeah, life is a beautiful Ziada. <laughs>